Welcome to China Perspectives, a podcast on economic and credit developments in China, featuring experts from within and outside Fitch ratings. My name is Ying Wang, head of APAC Energy and Utilities and China Research Initiatives at Fitch Ratings. Today, I'm pleased to introduce my colleague, Jing Yang, Director of China Research Initiatives at Fitch Ratings in Shanghai. Jing joined Fitch in 2014, and her main focus of research is on China's auto sector. She authored three flagship China Blue Books covering the country's auto sector, the Big Five Automakers, and the New Energy Vehicles Market in 2015, 2016, and 2017, respectively. She also publishes regular industry commentaries and spotlight reports tracking China's auto sector development. Jing is a frequent guest to many Chinese and international media interviews to share insight on the auto market. Prior to Fitch, Jing was an equity analyst at Macquarie Securities. Jing, thank you very much for taking the time to join the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. It's really my pleasure to have this chance to share our observations on China's EV market with Fitch's audience. Okay, so China is clearly leading the world in the electric vehicles market. It's the largest market by EV registrations and by EV penetration in new car sales. So if we were to look at some market comparison figures, here's what I got. In the first half of 2023, EV sales volume grew by 50% year-on-year in the U.S., which is the world's third largest EV market. While 50% sounds pretty impressive, the half-yearly sales volume in the U.S. was less than 600,000. This is even less than the volume of EVs sold in a month in China. And EV penetration in new car sales was only 7.2% in the U.S. in the first half of this year. Europe, which is the second largest EV market, did much better than the U.S. by selling close to three times the volume, and Europe's EV penetration rate was slightly above 20%. However, China dwarfs Europe by a wide margin. 3 million EVs were sold in the first half of this year in China at a market penetration rate of 32%. So why are EVs so popular nowadays in China? Um, what are the main growth drivers? If I were asked this question before 2020, I would probably attribute EVs rising shares to the generous government subsidies and favorable license plate policies. But today, um, EVs are popular in China because they are competitive and affordable products. If we compare them with the traditional fossil fuel vehicles, or what people call ICE cars. Well, the turning point was in 2020 when Tesla started to produce EVs locally in its Shanghai Gigafactory. Then we saw a slew of local EV startup companies launched attractive EV products followed by new EV marks by traditional Chinese automakers. These new models launched after China slashed its EV subsidies effectively created a consumer market for EVs. So we'll say the wide availability and affordability of EVs were the key drivers of China's EV boom over the past two years. Other drivers may include government subsidies and supply shortages of ICEs. I think nobody had expected that from 2020 to 2022, EV deliveries in China could expand more than four times to 5.7 million units. Indeed. But do you expect this strong growth momentum to be sustainable into the foreseeable future? For this year, we expected the growth in domestic EV market to slow down. 
especially after the government's and EV subsidies completely expired at end of last year. However, standing at this point, we believe there are some upside risks coming from firstly, um, the rising popularity of plug-in hybrids, and secondly, cheaper EVs after several waves of price cuts this year. Now, since last year, the China market has seen structural shift towards the plug-in hybrids, or PHEVs. Their share in EV sales expanded to over 30% in the first half of this year, from below 20% in 2021. This trend is actually ahead of the global markets, because Outside of China, most countries still see BEVs dominating their EV markets. In particular, after the EU slashed its subsidies to plug-in hybrids. Plug-in hybrids become popular in China because it fits the needs of the hesitating car buyers. On the one hand, compared to BEVs, they offer additional powertrain options, easing users' range anxiety. And on the other hand, compared to the traditional ICEs, they perform well in fuel economy and offer better carbon experience. This makes the switch from ICEs to plug-in hybrids easier for Chinese car buyers, although they were considered interim EV products. As China has recently announced that its extended vehicle purchase tax exemptions will cover the plug-in hybrids as the same way as BEVs, we believe the popularity of PHEVs will continue to be a key growth driver for China's EV market in the next few years. So this year, at the very beginning of the year, Tesla started a price cut that triggered a fierce price war among the EV brands in the Chinese market. Now, as we speak, has the price war come to an end or should we expect price wars to become recurring in the future? Well, unfortunately, the price war is still going on and it's going to prevail in the next few years. But as I said, more affordable EVs will be another key driver for EVs further penetration in China. This year, we have seen several waves of EV price cuts already. As you mentioned, Tesla's price cuts in early January triggered the first round of the price war. In the second quarter, the price competition was led by Chinese brands and it came in various forms. For example, um, BYD launched nearly a dozen of champion edition of its EV models, offering better specs at lower prices. More Chinese brands priced their new EVs at cheaper than expected prices. The underlying logic is quite straightforward. Tesla and the Chinese brands desire to gain shares in the structurally expanding EV market while the ICE market that was dominated by the legacy global brands is shrinking. So except for Tesla and BYD, uh, most of the EV brands are selling at very thin margins and at losses in China for the sake of volumes and market shares. In this sense, price parity between EVs and ICEs has been achieved in advance in China. So looking forward to the second half as quite unlikely to see an end of such fierce competition. Automakers may see their battery costs coming down from the previous elevated levels after lesson prices plunged over the past quarter. Um, we believe many of them are likely to pass through most, if not all, the cost savings to consumers. In fact, in July, we've already seen several JV brands, such as Volkswagen's ID, cut their EV prices sharply in China. Tesla also offered additional buy incentives in recent months. 
the Chinese EV brands market shares are clearly ahead of foreign and joint venture brands, except Tesla. So what is holding back foreign and joint venture brands in the Chinese EV market? Yes, Chinese brands are still dominating China's EV market with nearly 80% shares in the first half of this year. This could be attributable to their full dedication to EVs. This year, EV contributed nearly 55% of Chinese brands' retail sales, while for mass market JV brands, this ratio was only 4%. The three-year COVID-19 pandemic did have a great impact on JV brands' pace of EV transition in China. The pandemic-driven global supply chain disruptions severely affected global automakers' resource allocation across regions, and the travel hurdles prevented their foreign management from closely monitoring the trends in China. Therefore, at the Shanghai Auto Show held in April, many foreign reporters and industry practitioners were actually surprised by the rapid evolutions occurring in China's EV industry. But another key factor that held back JV Brands' electrification was the sheer size of their profitable ICE businesses. Well, to urge JVs to ramp up EV production and sales, the Chinese regulators actually tried various policy tools, including the introduction of the dual credit scheme that effectively penalized traditional car makers that have low EV exposure. Um, JVs did offer many EV models in China, but obviously few of them were willing to price their EVs more attractively than their ICEs because this will definitely hurt their margins. Do you expect the foreign and joint venture brands to catch up quickly in the foreseeable future? Well, we, we believe some JV brands and their foreign parents are now aware of the urgency to catch up the EV boom in China. So if they don't want to lose this largest car market in the world, they have to do so. As we mentioned, Volkswagen, which accounts for nearly 60% of the mass market JV's EV sales in China, has adjusted its pricing strategies. So did General Motors and some Japanese brands. We also saw uh, luxury brands like BMW and Mercedes have provided the discounts for their internal EVs, and they also subsidized their dealers for that. But it's a bit difficult to judge whether the mass market JV brands could gain back their market shares at this point because their local peers are really competitive. More importantly, we've seen change in brand perceptions among Chinese consumers. So for some of the JV brands, it takes extra efforts to reverse their brand image. How do you expect the competitive landscape in China's EV market to evolve in the next two to three years? We may see intensifying competition over the next two or three years. Well, the good news is that Chinese authorities uh, will continue to exempt the vehicle purchase taxes for EVs until end 2025 and half the tax rates until end 2027. This means EVs will still be very competitive relative to ICEs, so EV demand is set to expand steadily with rising shares. However, on the supply side, there are so many players in the market, and the market leaders have been expanding their production capacity aggressively. Therefore, the competition would remain fierce. We expect ongoing industry consolidation with some 
small and competitive brands exiting the market after burning out their cash. Uh, having that said, uh, there will always be plenty of brands that receive funding from the public parents and investors, especially those SOEs with smooth access to fiscal supports, bank facilities, and capital markets. Besides, the electrification strategies of JV brands will also add to the uncertainty to the current competitive landscape. We may possibly see some of them rising as the major players again in a few years' time. Right. Okay. So what do you think are the key areas these EV brands are competing on? What, what determines their success in this highly competitive market? Nowadays, EV brands are competing in all aspects. Their key priorities at this stage are, I would say, scaling up and the cost controlling. So BYD sets a good template of achieving cost leadership with economies of scale and supply chain integration. Uh, we expect this strategy to be copied by many incumbent automakers, which have ability to do that. However, this is actually quite difficult to follow for many newcomers unless they can find a niche market and create a few hostels, as similar to what Lee Auto has been doing. Therefore, for many emerging brands, they may either compete on technologies or services in addition to keeping competitive on the cost curve. As their differentiation strategies, some Chinese EV companies have been working on full-stack self-developed autopilot systems and extensive network of battery charging or swapping facilities. But these all require large upfront investments, so they are also competing on their sustainable access to external finance. Okay, maybe you know we can switch the topic a little bit, but still we can focus on EVs. I'm going to point to China's growing auto exports, noticing that this year China is going to overtake Japan to become the world's largest auto exporter. So I was wondering, are the Chinese EV makers also joining the tide of exports? How much of uh, exports share is accounted for by EV brands? Well, if we look at the data from CAM, uh, China's oil exports were quite stable until 2020 at around 1 million units. But in 2021, the market size doubled to 2 million, and a year later, it exceeded 3.1 million, of which over 80% were passenger cars. In the first half of this year, the export volume expanded further by 76% year on year. And as you mentioned, China is now the world's largest auto export by volume. Behind this export boom uh, was actually very strong overseas demand for both China-made ICEs and EVs. As you mentioned, EVs are contributing an increasing share to China's PV passenger car exports from just 8% in 2020 to 29% this year. But just one thing to highlight is that EV exports from China are not necessary from Chinese brands. Tesla started to export its China-made EVs in 2021 and continued to contribute 30% of China's EV exports this year. Uh, we've also seen other global brands such as Renault producing EVs in their Chinese JVs and export to other markets. Meanwhile, many Chinese EV brands are also accelerating their overseas expansion 
as to capture the global EV boom and also to diversify the risk from the highly competitive and unprofitable domestic market. Shanghai Auto Group's MG brand and BYD are gaining strong momentum in a number of overseas EV markets. Well, overseas opportunities also come with risks. What kind of risks could Chinese automakers face uh, with their increasing exposure to exports and also to overseas local market expansion? How does Fitch view the credit impact from automakers' overseas expansion and diversification strategy? The largest risk for Chinese auto exporters come from the rising local protectionism, which we've already seen in the forms of trade barriers, um, ESG requirements, as well as uh, some targeted government subsidies that benefit the local EV supply chain, such as the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act. China-made EVs may see their cost advantages offset by higher tariffs or lower subsidies in some regions thus urging the Chinese automakers to set up local plants and even help to develop local supply chain. However, um, this strategy poses new challenges such as regulatory risk, shortages of experienced laborers, and incomplete local supply chain. Besides, ESG risk could be a dragging factor if they try to build plants in Europe. Demand risk is also higher and such as a heavy business model, um, capex and leverage will rise in the short term, and the lack of a commensurate increase in sales over time will deteriorate the automaker's financial position. Um, however, Fish sees overseas expansion a credit positive move for leading Chinese automakers such as Shanghai Auto and BYD, um, as overseas sales exposure helps to expand their scale improve their geographical diversification, and enhance their brand value. The potentially higher margins in overseas markets could also help them to maintain sound profitability despite the fierce price competition in China's domestic market. Currently, Chinese EVs are sold at comparable prices with locally produced models in developed markets, and this represents a large payment over their prices in China. Thank you very much, Jane, for your valuable insight. EV is such an interesting and rapidly evolving market that I'm sure I will have you back again to give us more market updates and insight in the future. Okay, looking forward to that. Great. You have been listening to Fitch Ratings China Perspectives podcast. To learn more about our ratings and research on China, visit us at fitchratings.com. Please subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Take care until next time.